We're recording. Um, you got all the cameras up, Blake? Yeah, we're live. I said. (laughs) Um, the man said we're live. Podcast out heckling me. (sighs) Go on. Well, I don't even have my headphones on yet. You take my hat off. You're too concerned with your camera angles, and you're not prepared. You need to quit worrying about what you look like on camera and focus on the task at hand. Biscuit. Well, look. What in the crap, Blake? What? <laughs> What's wrong with you? He's got my head. He's got my headphone wire routed all up underneath this stinking tripod over here. Talk, y'all talk, talk well, while he's can off. can you go to Chili, Blake? So people, I don't really know what's happening. Chili's been playing this song on repeat called "Daddy, Don't You Walk So Fast," and he's been huffing his oxygen, and now he refuses to face the camera. That's Febreze. Oh, it's Febreze. So I don't really know what's happening with him today. Chili, do you do you want to comment on your current state? Well, Chad's going to tighten up. That's what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> Said he was ready, didn't have his headphones set Dude, up. Dude, right. I'm seriously pissed that, that you have routed this uh, headphone cord through all these dang wires on the ground. I'm seriously... It's not routed through all the wires. It's it's all on its own. What's the Napoleon Dynamite reaction when he's frustrated? Now I can't even... What is it? I can't, don't even know if I can do the dang podcast today. I'm seriously, I'm seriously upset about this, man. Gosh! What is it? Chili, quit ignoring me. I'm thinking. Oh, my God. Oh, this is a disaster. I figured I'd do the show facing south today. I'm ignoring you now. How does it feel? Well, everyone, welcome back to the 307 Podcast. It's been a rough start so far, um, but hopefully we can turn it all around and we can get back on track here. Uh, so we can deliver you guys a valuable episode. As as it has been usual for the last few episodes, we got Miss Brooke in the house. What's up, Biscuit? Good morning. You know, Biscuit, having you on the show uh, is, I think, really bringing a great aspect, and especially to our female listeners. I didn't realize how many females we had that listened to the podcast. I just thought, Everybody that listened to the 307 podcast was a bunch of, you know, gun-toting, mm-hmm. redneck uh, dudes, you know? Yeah. But we got quite a few women that listen to the podcast, and I wonder I wonder if they haven't come over here to hear from you. No, I mean, I don't think that's why they, they come over, but it's definitely a plus to know that women are listening. It's a plus to me, for sure. I mean, I love women. We know don't you love women. Don't be weird, man. Yeah. <laughs> come on. Man. I do. <laughs> Jeez. I do. No, I, I, I was. <laughs> Look, I'm about to end this show. This is the best starting curve. Well, yeah, partly because it's your fault because you routed my headphone wire through all your other wires. Look, I want to talk about a few things to you. I see you having <laughs> trouble here taking ownership of things that are your own problem. You should have put your headphones on before you started because you said you was ready. So there's one. Uh, Another one, ooh. you're having a hard time being hard when it gets hard because. The other morning, oh. I said, you're going to go hunting, and you're like, no, nah, man, I had to get groceries and gas yesterday, and I'm worn out. <laughs> uh, I already did one set of weighted knee raises and dips, and I'm really worn out. I need to sleep. So I say, fine, then. I'm going to hunt you stand. <laughs> go back in there. Big buck slipping through. 
put him on the ground, and look, man, you're yeah, slipping. It's it's, it's uh it's deer season around here. I and mean, you ain't hunting, so don't well, act like you're a hunter. Well, I'm gonna tell you guys right now, I don't really have the heart to hunt anymore. Are we just gonna ignore that Blake just told everybody that he slipped in on your stand because you were too lazy to hunt it, and he killed. A massive deer out of it are we just are you just gonna yeah, i did that? that on purpose i did i didn't hunt that morning <laughs> purposely to leave that stand open because i knew he would go back in there and hunt it see this is a spot that i i found this spot two years ago <laughs> and it, there's, a, there's a for some reason there's a bunch of bucks in there and, and and i can never explain how i find these spots other than the fact that i can just walk through the woods and i can just view the terrain and view the woods, and, and I just have a sense about knowing where deer are going to be. I found this spot. You know, last year I let Jonah hunt it quite a bit. He lost uh, the bottom of his stand. La- last year I let Blake hunt it quite a bit. Blake killed his first big buck out of it. I, matter of fact, I'm the only one that hadn't killed a buck out of it because once I found it was a good spot and I knew it was good, I let all these cats go in there and hunt it because, I mean, to be honest with you, man, I've killed so many daggone monster bucks in my life it I, I don't it's for me to see a buck that i would actually desire to shoot is like a 0.5% chance so when i hunt now see y'all don't understand i don't like deer meat so i i'm not out there i'm not out there like all you other hunting influencers talking about all this meat i'm putting up i, I don't even like deer meat you know the kind of meat i like beef there ain't a wild game meat on the face of the earth that can compare to a good cut of beef. All right? That's why all of us humans started raising cows and, and, and we didn't start raising deers because beef is the best <laughs> darn meat that ever was. You, you ain't going to find a cut of wild game. Look, all you stinking elk hunters and all this talking about how Why good are you, you attacking people? Talking Why about how it? good your daggone elk meat is. Let me tell you what. Yeah, your, your elk, your most prime cut from an elk don't stack against a prime cut from a ribeye cow. Okay? You ever had a ribeye cow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To me, a, the whole cow is just ribeyes. Uh, so... You know, when I hunt, mainly the reason that I hunt nowadays is, one, just to get out in the woods, and two, I don't like the way when these old bucks get in the rut, they get real mean, and I don't like to see one animal sexually harassing another (laughs) animal, and so I am out there predominantly to keep my does pure because he loves women <laughs> yeah so you know it, 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 even if i see a big Tell buck, him, Joe. <laughs> even if i see a big buck <laughs> if he ain't one 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 look if he ain't uh harassing the doe i'm gonna let him walk i mean i've done seen many deers this this year 10 pointers eight pointers all this i don't give a crap but look I let these young guys go in there, and I let them harvest a good deer. You know, Blake's got a family. He's cheap. He don't want to buy ribeyes. <laughs> he wants to eat this old nasty, stinking deer meat. Hey, look, that deer weighed 170 pounds. Got it all ground up. 
Except the back straps. So we're gonna be having burgers. Yeah, he'll eat it. Skeddy hamburger steaks. He'll probably have some beef stroganoff. (laughs) You know what deer meat? Deer meat is fit for feeding the dogs. Deer meat's about fit for feeding the dogs. All right. (laughs) I mean, I'm just being. I'm just being real. You know what I'm saying? What's you know? that stuff we used to uh, eat look, when man, we was kids? This ain't freaking Instagram. Uh, hamburger helper. Hamburger, hamburger helper. helper. We're going to have help hamburger make a great meal. So, uh, you know, I let these young bucks get in here and hunt these spots and, and hopefully get them, you know, to where they like hunting and they enjoy hunting mm. because hunting's a good pastime and, you know, it's a great way to build friendships and relationships and all this. But, you know, I've actually thought about starting a service for you guys in the general public to where I will come to your property or your hunt club or whatever it is. I'll come out there. I'll hang your stand for you. Okay. I'll walk through there. Okay. I'll put up that stand in a spot (laughs) where you want it. And, and then you can go hunt it. You guaranteed to kill a big buck. All right. So that's what I do. I, I just have this thing about me that, that people don't have. Is it the same thing that draws birds of prey to you? Yeah, it's something, man. Like, I, I'm a, I'm oh, a, I'm a man of the woods. I let mean, me tell you, me and Blakely was hunting uh, the other day, and this hawk flew up on a limb like ten feet in front of us, ooh. right in front of the stand. And I was like, "Son, Chad ain't never had this happen to him." <laughs> Must so, be that energy. It was, yeah, you something, have that something energy. like that. But so, <laughs> yes, Blake killed a nice buck. I was real happy for him. Uh, that buck was definitely in full rut. You know, the goats are in rut right now. Uh, I was telling Blake about that this morning. You know, it's it's the rednecks are always trying to decipher when the rut is. And generally, the rednecks around here think the rut's like three months long. I mean, oh, yeah, I've seen one chasing back in September. Like, the rednecks think they walk through the woods and they see a little old uh, sapling that's been horned by a small buck and, and, and rubbed. They think the rut's on. The rut don't last but about a week, okay? Maybe two weeks at the most. But it really, when it really peaks out, it's about two or three days, when you get the real mature bucks. What all of y'all are seeing, when y'all think the rut's on, all you dumb rednecks, you think the rut's on, all you're seeing is a bunch of little young bucks that are just so excited. Uh, they're, they're chasing does around. The does aren't even ready to breed. The old bucks wait till the does are actually in season and ready to breed, and then that's when they come out. Okay, so you have a rut in November for a couple of days, I think the doe cycles about 28 days. If she doesn't get bred, she'll come back into heat sometime in December. You can basically count it. If it's, I think it's 28 days from when the rut was actually on. And you'll have a little second rut there, and it won't generally be as good as the first one. But um, the goats are in rut. And it was interesting to me that the goats started rutting in, in exact sync with the white-tailed deer. I mean, Enos has lost his mind. I told you yesterday, I told Enos yesterday, I said, I will kill you uh, because he was harassing the young ladies that we have in the goat pen. Chad loves women. He won't leave them alone. He's running around, (laughs) just going insane. He's in full rut. Him and SD are just going at it, butting heads, rubbing trees, snorting, wheezing, grunting. 
His name is STD, by the way. Yeah, S. Thomas Dillard. Um, You know, so for you guys that do hunt, if you want to know when the rut is on, get some dang goats, man. Because I'm going to tell you, it it was to the day an exact correlation, the goat rut and the (laughs) white-tailed deer rut. And y'all know what it is. See, all y'all think that these deer go into rut on account of the cold weather. It ain't on account of the cold weather, you dummies. This is so boring. Okay? The deer goes into rut on account of the light. As the days begin to shorten. It's the tide. Okay. It's called a short day breeder. Yes. The deer, it, it can be warm and the deer are going to still go into rut. What when sends, the days shorten. What, what, that's the what light. sends them into rut. And it's the same with a goat. <laughs> they have something in their brain. Dr. Huberman don't know jack squat about this. Why you got to bring... They got something in there. Why you got to bring... Yes, he does. He loves animals. Well, he don't know about goats and deer. He knows about civil animals. Have you asked him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the days begin to shorten, there's something in the goat or deer's brain as the, it, it, the, the light is coming into their eyes for the window of light. As that gets less and then it reaches a certain point, it sends them into full rut. Babe, for real, we're 13 minutes in, and this is by far the most boring podcast I've ever sat in on. This is people want to hear this. What does Blake? Does YouTube not want to hear about this? They're all saying you're full of crap. That (laughs) they say it's biology, pal. That the rut ain't. It don't last that short. It ain't everything you say. And they say they grew up with the best whitetail hunters in the world. Yeah, they would laugh at these claims that you're making. You know what? That's a joke to me because they called you pal. (laughs) <laughs> well that's a joke to me pal no, because i'm gonna go right here and tell you there ain't nobody in this country right here that can kill whitetail bucks the way i can nobody can we move on okay so <laughs> yes i want to talk about chili's new girlfriend oh yeah. tell us about that so i got what's a- her name uh-uh we're not doing that oh we're not talking about her name well she might be listening to podcasts so what are you talking chili's about? got a new girlfriend no, that's no, a podcast listener no i'll be so somebody reached out interested in chili and i really like her and i think that she would be perfect look at why did you turn, turn around, around didn't it? <laughs> yeah so, let's, let's discuss this what are y'all talking about where she their message i've listened she to told the, us y'all been talking i look baby shut up now, I, I think I, I know what's happening here based on the text that you sent me last night. And I think you think you're messing with me. No, no, no. But I think what you're actually doing is messing with these ladies more than you're messing with me. Because when you read this stuff that they send you or whatever you're about to do, it ain't like it bothers me. But that's not very nice to do. No, she's to an unsuspecting she lady. She is witty and funny, and I'm not going to say her name. And I just can tell that she would not be upset about it. As long as her name's not Jessica. <laughs> what is that? Why? That's an odd thing to say. Yeah. I don't know. Just what popped into Chad my head. Chad loves women, but if their name's Jessica, <laughs> I don't know. No, I just, not for uh, chilling. I don't even I mean, know who you're talking about or what you're talking about. You sent me some text last night, and I didn't read it because no. I never read those types of texts. <laughs> Chili, I, she told us y'all been talking. Baby. Chili, you got to put your foot down. You're taking yourself out of focus there. So at the end at the end of 
the message saying that she is interested in Chili. She said, please tell Chili he is very cute and it is probably time for him to take me to Bojangles. And then she gave me her phone number, which I then passed off to Chili, which he is telling everybody that he ignored. I also sent him her well, Instagram I, I, account. I, I ignore those texts on account of they're coming from you. Why? I didn't know what it said. Why is it? Why would you ignore it since it's coming from me? Because you try to do this to me all the time. No, I don't. No, not all you the time. Maybe three do. times a year. Why? You, you and Miss Kelsey Britt. Can we just have a conversation about why Chili is so uncomfortable with relationships and women? Yeah, yeah. I'd love to have that conversation. You know, that's a great question. Yeah, you got anything on that, Chili? <laughs> before we before we speculate. No, no, I don't. You didn't even ask me a direct question. Somebody was telling me the other day that there's this thing called an asexual. And it's, (laughs) Blake looked up at me. It means that you, it's like a monk. Like you go through life and you're just not interested. Like you just don't want to have a relationship. Like you are happy being yourself alone. Is that you? Is what me? Are you that? (laughs) (laughs) well this is sure odd i mean what are you asking me are you interested in ever being in a relationship with a woman what does that mean interested (laughs) babe help me (laughs) i don't know what that means am i interested in a relationship i mean i'm not seeking one out would you be open if the girl came along that was right for you and you liked her would you be open to a relationship that involved talking, kissing, oh, going on dates. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's I feel like I need to be very specific with this question. Talking and kissing. <laughs> that's at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> what if she told you daddy don't walk so fast? <laughs> daddy don't walk so fast. <laughs> you know, that's where that girl messed up. Well, kissing is she didn't know filthy. what to say. All she had to say was daddy don't walk so fast. Here's my number. <laughs> She messed up, man. Uh, <laughs> He's gonna kill me after this. No, I don't care. I, you know, I, I just don't want you to ever do anything mean to these ladies. No, no. The question is, the question is, how is Chili ever gonna know that the? Because I don't even know who they are. How does? Yeah, how is he ever gonna know that they are the right one? Because he won't even take them out for a date. Well, that's that's my question. Is like, Chili with me and Kelsey, he is very standoffish about (laughs) getting set up with anybody but i'm just wondering like if okay i'll paint the picture chili like you show Mm -hmm. up to this restaurant Mm -hmm. or this coffee shop Mm -hmm. and you're can you stop doing that (laughs) thank you and you're you know at the bar waiting on your pumpkin spice latte and bar at the stop i don't go to bars at the at the coffee shop oh i don't drink coffee either don't drink coffee either that's the problem can someone help me with something Chili does? You have to be like, if he's at the thrift shop. Okay, Chili, you're at the thrift store buying your flashy outfits. And you go to grab the flashy outfit and you touch hands with a girl that's also grabbing the same flashy outfit. Uh-huh. And you look up and you make eye contact and you feel like a warm sensation down in your stomach. In <laughs> your groins. <laughs> In your loins. I think I would probably, well, first of all, I don't go to the thrift store either, but hey, I'll play you, along. And if I had, I would I would probably go to the hospital. Chili's got to gird his loins, son. 
I think if I felt a warm sensation in my stomach all of a sudden, I would uh, probably go to the hospital. On account, I probably have like bowel cancer or something. Might be appendicitis. Somebody asked on here, was you interested in boys? That's a ridiculous question. We don't talk. We don't joke about homosexuality on this podcast. Uh, So yeah, I'd probably go to the hospital. But that's that's the thing. Best he he's never gonna know who if the one is the right one. I mean, he's got a young lady. Uh, that her name is not Jessica, asking him for a date to Bojangles, man. Well, no, for, I, for, I mean that that's that that's a good date. Like, why would you not just take her on a date, man? I, I will say this isn't great podcast material here, but Brooke has wanted to do this for so long, and and if we and if we don't get it all out now, she's gonna she's gonna infect other podcasts with this so please ask the rest of your questions here I, I, I think, <laughs> let, I, let, let's do yeah, get it all out can here. i fall, can i finish my <laughs> i know some so, would probably like to move on but so, I, let's so, get it all out here so after you guys make eye contact and you have the warm sensation in your stomach let's just say you don't go to the hospital okay and you start a conversation with her and she like likes all the same things you like and you just are like wow like you're like boo do you remember the first time we met first first of all if a woman likes all the same things you like (laughs) run because that's gonna make for a real not good time for you you're really not helping me with this at all you you actually want to find a woman who likes the opposite of everything you like that way when you get married y'all can go do your own things right and, and you have separate lives. That is, yeah, that is terrible, Look, terrible well, advice. I, yeah, well, I mean, who in the world wants a woman that likes to hunt? I mean, could you imagine if your wife liked to hunt? That would you just be screwed, you know? Oh, yeah, now you got to hang two deer stands. Oh, yeah, now you got to do, buy double everything. Oh, now, yeah, you got to trade off. Like, oh, now it's my turn. Now I'm going hunting. Allie so you and gotta- her husband do just fine. Well, they do it together, and they love it. Well, look, you want to find a look, woman that's the opposite you, of you. Can you stop, please? I, I have to finish this. Well, Brooke, you're, you're painting a lot of hypotheticals, but it's not direct questions. So the hypotheticals the, are assuming the, okay. I do things that the, the direct, probably won't ever happen. The direct question is, well, first of all, have you ever felt chemistry with a woman at all? <laughs> what a ridiculous question. Why is that a bad question? Have you ever felt chemistry? I mean, what... <laughs> What, well, what I'm gonna sound like a mean? What does that I'm gonna sound like a broken real? record, but what does that mean? Well, the warm tingling in your stomach is part of it, but also <laughs> then no, <laughs> no, for real. The just a connection, just like a like. I, I'm guessing the answer to this question is no, because you have no idea what I'm talking about. It seems like no. Okay, so do you not have you not seen? Oh, this is a good one. If you found a girl that you thought you could build a relationship that seemed like your mom and dad's relationship. Why would I like to why would I want to build a relationship? Yeah, he's doing fine as he is. I mean, what what well, I don't understand that. Like what 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 <clears throat> why would that be a goal? If you if you meet somebody and you and you click. Yeah, but he's doing fine right now. He's got tons of money. He's sponsored by Red <laughs> he's Bull. He's got tons of money. 
He's got a personal sponsorship by Red Bull. Red Bull gives you wings. No affiliation with 307 Project, but, like, yeah, I mean, this guy has got – he's got it going on. So, are you currently just avoiding – like, do you not want a relationship? Uh, I'm not interested. A woman woman would just detract from his authority. Look, that's that's what I wanted. He said he's not interested in a relationship. Yeah, but I've – this is good. That's what well, I. Well, this isn't going to be a nail in this coffin because I've told you that every. You've asked me that before. <laughs> you said, "Do you want a, a girl?" You know, you tried to set me up with these ladies that you know no, no, for no. all these no, no, years. No. Kelsey, you, Kelsey is the one that tried to set you and up. And I tell you, well, I don't. I'm not interested in. It's not even. It's not the person. I don't even know who the people are. I'm just not interested. Period. Okay. Well, I, I think that this this most recent uh, inquiry on Chile. <clears throat> is uh, I think she could potentially be the one. I think she could potentially be the one. You know, if if Chili was in a place where he was ready to receive that, you know, she looked like a girl. You, when you have a young lady asking to go for a date on Bojangles. On Bojangles. Uh, you know, that's... Well, see, I don't know who any that's of these people time. are. But, and but, if it's, you know, if, it's, if that's ever happened, it would happen naturally, not on account of some setup. Right. But here's the thing, Chili. It's like if you take this young lady out to Bojangles, man, just it doesn't have to be for a relationship. Just take her out to Bojangles and y'all have a dang conversation, man. I, I mean, seriously. I mean, who, who doesn't like to be in the presence of a beautiful woman? <laughs> Do you understand? You, now, now, you've got low T, okay? That is true. You've got low T. Did, did you know... That if you simply just have a conversation with a beautiful woman, it will increase your testosterone. That's all you got to do, man. Even a platonic conversation? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, 100%. Where'd you hear, hear this? It's That's science. why Chad talks to women all the time. It's science. He really does. How do y'all think? Look, I've probably put on 10 pounds of muscle. working for him. <laughs> I've probably put on 10 pounds of muscle in well, the last low T2. week or so. But, you what have you been doing? Look, I've been I, I've been talking to my beautiful wife. Oh, he skirted that one. Nope. You know what he's been doing? I've been having more conversations with Brooke. See, all of y'all, all he of y'all, so son of a guns of out there that are on this testosterone replacement and all this stuff, it's on account of the fact that you're scared to talk to women. Chili's sitting over here. Good gosh, man, he's got no testosterone left. He could barely function as a human being on Earth, yeah. and. <laughs> and here he has an opportunity to, you know, get a little stronger just by simply taking this young lady out and just having a conversation with her. It doesn't have to be for a relationship, man. It's for the sake of your testosterone levels, okay? Um, okay. It's something you should consider, man. <laughs> yeah. You know. Well, I'm done bothering you about it. You said you're not interested. <clears throat> I'll give it at least two years before we revisit. Man. Yeah. All right. Because some someday, eventually, you might be ready to receive. I would actually like to make this a segment on the podcast. So, if you're a, if you're a young single female listener to the podcast, <laughs> will you please send in your messages about Chili uh, by way of Miss Brooke here uh, via <laughs> Instagram? Why? Why are you? Why are you roping me into it? Because you got to filter all these messages. I ain't gonna tolerate women sending me messages. They send you a message. Oh. You filter through these young ladies. Y'all send you messages, and we're going to find the right one, uh, and we will discuss 
these things on the podcast as a segment, you know, when they pop up. So. I think it's terrible what you do to these ladies, but that, that just hopefully everyone knows it's not me, it's you. Well, I'm just That's telling you. That's a jerk. You, you, got, you got to just take these ladies out and show them a good time. Okay. Chad wishes he could do that so bad. That's all I'm. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. It doesn't have to be anything more than just going out and having a, a good night on the on the town, man. Oh, man. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. All right. Well, uh, speaking of, before we dig into the meat of this episode, what is this episode? What'd you title it, Blake? Whatever you told me. Are you prepared, I think? Are you prepared? Somebody commented earlier said the topic is supposed to be, are you prepared? I'm out. Yeah, that, that topic's coming. Uh, and I you, don't blame them. Yep. You just roll on. If, if you know there, there's, there's, there's millions of podcasts out there that you can listen to, and you, you are a free human being to listen to whatever podcast you want. But this is the premier podcast of all the podcasts. This is the premier podcast. And if you can't, if you don't like this podcast, you're probably not a premier person. And you know what? I am interested in dealing with the premier people of this world, okay? So if you don't like this, go on somewhere and keep being average. But we get down to the root of the issues on the 307 podcast. We're real, we're raw, we come at you live every week, and we don't play no games, all right? This is unedited, unfiltered, coming at you from a wealth of knowledge and experience, coming at you from Pasta. Chad, right? We got Taylor Swift in the house, a.k.a. Brooke, busting up over here with Pope Chili all the way around the, the town, around the earth, coming down here to Bishop Blake, right? The tech guy. Count the money. Welcome back to the 307 Podcast. I'm sorry I was picking my nose when the camera went on me. I Speaking of, tell the people how much muscle I've put on. Look at me. Uh -uh. Uh, look how good this barbell tank top looks <laughs> on me. Look at this. It does look pretty good. Look how good that looks on me. That, like that should one. be a testament to how good barbell does their cutting. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. They tailor that to make you look big. Well, I mean, I'm a big guy. They cut, but it's perfectly cut to fit the shape of man muscle. I like that that white tank top. There. Yeah, I, I I like white too. I, I mean, I'm a I'm a in terms of clothing. Uh, <laughs> I'm a white guy. Thanks for <laughs> in terms of clothing. I am a white. Guy. I prefer white over dark colors. Okay, uh, this is this is actually the I'm I, I this is the ultralight tech tee variant uh, and it's the tank top but it's the same fabric as the ultralight tech tee and i'm tell you what man i'm digging this tank top <laughs> you know I, I i really dig everything that i've ever worn from barbell yeah. and uh they're a partner here and if you if you like the podcast uh go check them out at barbellapparel.com they got everything that you need you can get your whole wardrobe from there all right they got everything from this tank top which it probably won't look as good on you as it looks on me, but you can try, okay? Uh, they've got 
the most comfortable jeans. They've got collared shirts. They've got you more dressies type stuff. They've got your joggers for wintertime running and working out. Uh, they've got your hoodies. They've got your ranger shorts. They've just got a whole lineup over there. I, All right. And I, these are good I, dudes, uh, guys and girls that that run this brand. They're good people, man. And they've been awesome for us. We've used this stuff all over, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And let me tell you, it works, it lasts, and it performs the way it needs to perform. Their jeans, when y'all first partnered with them, I didn't really look into it, but I kind of will associate people who have athletic clothing, and I'll be like, I'm not buying jeans from them because they're going to be trash, you know. And Barbell sent us some jeans, and I have washed and dried them. I've worn the crap out of them, and they're really stretchy, but they they're nice. Like they don't they they don't fall apart. Yeah, they look good on you too. Oh my god, I love it when you wear those (laughs) jeans. Um, Yeah, man, barbellapparel.com. Good people, man, and and oh yeah, they got a Black Friday sale coming up, don't they, Blake? Yeah. All right, so they got a Black Friday sale coming up. You're gonna be able to get some some pretty darn big savings off of. I think it's site wide. They're gonna have. Basically, all kinds of stuff on sale. Check them out, man. It means a lot. Uh, our companies that the 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 people and the the brands and the companies that support this podcast are very important to the entire mission at Three Seven Project and to the podcast, the YouTube channel, everything that we do. Uh, and we actually appreciate being able to talk about our partners because we actually believe in the products that each and every one of our partners makes. We actually use the stuff. We believe in it. We know the people. And that's the way we run, right? We have hundreds of people. We've had hundreds of companies hit us up Will you do an ad for this or that? If it ain't something that we're not going to use, the answer is no. Every time. Well, actually, usually we don't even give them an answer. We just move along. So, all right. Are you prepared? For what? Are y'all ready for this? We never know what the topic is because you don't share it with anybody. So, I guess we're ready. Prepared for what, man? The end? Well, let me tell you. Since this podcast has been all about chili, we're, we're just tea. we're just going to keep we're just going to stay on that vein on chili. Uh, <laughs> chili actually made probably the most realistic video on preparedness <laughs> last week on YouTube. I don't know if you guys have seen it. I wish we could play it right now live, but I don't have it pulled up. But it is hands down. Look, I've done so many videos for you guys on this topic of being prepared, carrying your weapon, having a war box, having, uh, being physically prepared, mentally prepared, uh, having the right equipment, having the right training, right? I've done, I've been doing videos for you guys for a long, long time. And Chili comes in and makes, produces, uh, edits, does the the best, <laughs> most realistic preparedness video 
that has ever been made on YouTube. And I want to commend you for that. Well, thank you, sir. Chili. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk about your philosophy on preparedness. And then, and then I'm going to tell the people why I think it's the most realistic video that's ever been made on preparedness. Well, ask yourself, prepared for what? <laughs> I mean, what are you preparing for? You pre you're preparing for the end of the world, right? The apocalypse. Well, not necessarily. I mean, okay. just maybe well, the, the collapse of civiliz civilization. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, depending on what you're prepared for, you can do different things. But um, ultimately, if you want to call it a philosophy, it boils down to the most that you will prolong your life past the two weeks that I'll spend laying naked, uh, <laughs> prone in the woods, face up, uh, 10 to 20 feet away from my war box. That might be where you meet the woman of your dreams, Yeah, possibly. Uh, I would... You're, you know, all the all the war box items you buy, all the rope and tape you buy, all the ammo you buy, all the batteries, all the batteries guns, and storable food, and uh, riggers tape, riggers tape. Yep. yep. Best case scenario, you last another week beyond me, and I have a heck of a time just laying there, not <laughs> stressing about nothing. That is true. <laughs> You're just chilling, man. So getting a good night's sleep. So I mean, look. You can really go about it any way you like. I don't mind if you do that, but I think you're doing it at the expense of your life right now, just worrying yourself sick. I got a plan that's going to last me just about as long as you, and I'm having a whale of a time right now. <laughs> so that's my thought process. I, I'm trying to figure out what is fun about, depending on the seasons, going and laying in the woods on the ground naked. it's like a vacation well i mean my, 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 theory, my theory is i'll actually make it longer than the people quite honestly that that are doing all the other stuff i will most likely make it longer but in the event that i don't you know they're going to be you know covered in covered in soot and <laughs> mud and just just scratches blood. all over well, them as people and, walk past and crawling through the bodies in the streets of manhattan you know what they won't say to you? The blood and the bones. What? Daddy, won't you walk so fast? <laughs> <laughs> they won't say that to you. When they, they'll be saying, Daddy, you walking just right. Well, that's what. Well, well exactly. That's what I'm saying everybody else is going to say. If y'all got a family and you're planning on bugging out, you know what your kids are going to say whenever you got to leave them behind? Daddy, don't you walk so fast. That's what they're going to tell you. Because yeah. what are you going to do, man? And people are so, they're so, everything they do is contradictory. It's like, oh, I'm I'm buying all this I'm buying all this ammo, you know, uh, and, and all this stuff that's got to stay at my home base here. And then, okay, and then they talk about what they're going to do when they bug out. And it's like, well, what are you going to do? Are you going to stay put or are you going to bug out? It's all contradictory. It's like you got to pick one. But obviously there's a bunch of different scenarios that could play out, so they're like, I'm going to be ready for all of them. Well, guess what? You're just deluding yourself, man. You ain't going to be ready for none of them. I'm going to make it longer than you laying in the woods naked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's all. Dang. Oh, bless me. Yeah. Bless me. Bless, I can't bless you, see you. myself if I was like aggressively looking to kill some folks. Like if I just like walking through the woods and seeing you in the distance, 
just laying there. That's the best defense Dude, I got. I would not approach you. No, you wouldn't. I would be like, he's dead, or there's something funky going on. I yeah. don't want no part of. I mean, of. look. Yeah. You think it's a you think like, it's a joke? The core of it is a, is kind of a something you need to investigate. What is the people? What are people trying to prolong their life for so much? I mean, isn't that what preparedness is for? Prolonging your life. Can I ask what is the uh, purpose of being in the nude? Maybe they just well. Maybe they just want to ensure the survival of humanity. I've I've thought about that too. Why is that? Oh, it's it's. I think it's innate. Why would that be innate? Because I've wondered the same thing about reproduction. Also, all, you know that drive is in people to prolong the species. Yeah. it's it's just like the same reason it's in every animal. But why does do, do creatures want to to prolong their their species? For generations and generations, like I don't want the world to end. I don't. I mean, I'm, I'm not anti-human. I'm not these depopulation people. But I'm saying, what if people just slowly stopped having children, and the world naturally just, you know, no catastrophic thing happened, but just naturally less and less people were on the earth because people chose not to procreate, and then all of us, you know, however many years in the future. You, well, just, you just go that's extinct what they're that doing way. Now. I, I think. I think it's. It, well, I'm saying like, what is the it, need to it, keep it, people? Here? That's that's part of God's created design is to I, live I, eternally. Well, I think for the the all of the whatever, whether it's an animal species, whether it's a human species, mm-hmm. I think wasn't supposed to die. I think when God, yeah, well, ulti- in the beginning it wasn't. I mean, that's supposed, what I'm saying. But when like, death entered the equation, I I think. This is the way, obviously, the Lord programmed humans and animals and all of his creation to want to reproduce. For what? I mean, what's the ultimate goal of that? I mean, well, it, it would keep people here, but, but for well, what? Well, I mean, the, the Lord, I mean, that one, of the, one of the first things that the Lord told the first human to do is be fruitful and multiply. So obviously that's what he wanted. Um, I, I mean, what? It, it, I so, guess so. That's it, one of those unknowable things. You it's could like, go into the question of why. So why? Yes, why did the Lord want humans to be fruitful and multiply? Like, I mean, maybe one day you can ask the Lord, Lord, why weren't why couldn't you just why weren't you just happy with Adam and Eve? You know, he want he wanted us to be fruitful and multiply. He and and another thing. I believe that humans were actually a, a part of a part of the reason why God created humans in the way that he did was we are actually supposed to be caretakers and nurturers of creation mm. because humans can humans can take care of creation and actually make the environment a better place right we can we can till the ground we can we can prune trees we can be selective about we can actually create a a really fruitful environment by way of our knowledge by way of our brain works right no other animal can really do that intentionally so we were i think i think we were we we are supposed to be throughout the entire earth because originally we were supposed to what subdue the earth right 
That's what we were supposed to do. So we had to be fruitful and multiply on account of that. And God, the Lord gave us this, this natural code that makes us want to or desire to reproduce in some, for in in some ways, for the sake of the continuance of humanity, it's just like a, it's like a survival code. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I guess I've always wondered though, like, what what is the? Po- I mean, the, not that I'm against it. I'm just saying, like, what the, what is this need inherent in us that's for the continuance of the, the species? You know, I mean, I don't. I but guess created design. But I mean, I can't figure out the reason for it. You know, because. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like it would be bad. I mean, I don't, you know, everybody wants, you know, that has kids, they want the earth to be better for their kids and for mm-hmm. their grandkids. But I'm just saying if it, if it dwindled down naturally, it's like, why is that a bad thing? You know, there's no, you know, no extra suffering. I mean, you know, nothing involved in it. It just happened. But I think the reason that that seems to be like against our wiring is because, it wasn't the Lord's will for humanity to go extinct. But it also wasn't the Lord's will for us to die at all. Yeah. I mean, well, that's that's a funny too when you talk about the Lord's will. I mean, it happened. Yeah. But it also says, you know, it wasn't the design that we would, I mean, ever sin at all. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, that was the problem outlined in, in Genesis. But, but if that didn't happen and, and nothing perished, well then if you did reproduce in that scenario and nobody ever sinned, well then (laughs) it'd be an unbelievable amount of people here. Yeah. You'd run out of room. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just interesting. I mean, it's all, it's all interesting. I don't know how we even got on this question, but that's it. That's, that, uh, is encoded in every living thing. Yeah. Well, we we got we got on the continue. We, we got on the question of of you asked the question. Well, why do you yeah yeah why do you want to try and actually like be prepared and survive? Like, what's the deal with that? Like, well, yeah, that's a bit of a different question. I mean, yeah. what like I'm not uh, I'm not interested in dying a premature death, but I think you can take the preparedness thing too far. I mean, because you would never leave your house. I mean, it's dangerous to go out of your house now to a degree. You could get hit by a car. You could get struck by a bolt of lightning. Struck by lightning. I mean, you get know, freaking horned by an I mean, angry buck and rut. Yeah. I mean, how, <laughs> how difficult is it? Gosh. You know, to build, I mean, not everybody has the resources to do this. So that obviously is one reason, but if you, if you had the money and you, you know, you could buy the things you needed and could survive, you sh- you know, according to that logic, you should go get in your bunker now and not leave. <laughs> I, I, because I then you won't die. I agree. It, it can be, it can be taken too far. I, I think the, the goal in mind should be to not it should be to basically make yourself a hard target. Okay. So like you shouldn't, you shouldn't say, okay, I'm trying to eliminate all risk. So I'm just going to stay in my compound. Like you have to accept the fact 
that there is risk involved in living life, enjoying life. And, and no matter, no matter how well trained you are or how, you know, vigilant you are, how prepared you are, if you're going to go out and live life, you know, that adds risk and somebody can get to drop on you. I don't care how good you are. Somebody, but the, the, the point is at least have some foundational training or some foundational things in place to where you're not a, just a soft piece of crap. Like you're, you're not just like you can at least handle something. Well, you know, what's interesting is because I think it becomes too much about prolonging your life and you talk about contradictions. Imagine a scenario where they come to everybody and say, hey, you, you know, whatever entity, the government, whatever you want to say. I was about say. to say, who is they? <laughs> exactly. It says, hey, do this or we're going to kill you. And it's something that I don't even know what they, what they say it is, but. Take your guns away. Yeah, I mean, something that you truly are like, I'm taking a stand on this. Well, actually, if you're so involved in prolonging your life, you would do it. But it. Except for the knowledge that if you do it, then your government's probably going to kill you. Well, but course, then you would live a little prolong, longer. You'd live a little longer. Yeah. If they, if, as opposed to them killing you right there. So if you're just involved in thinking <laughs> about prolonging your life, you should actually submit to the government in that situation <laughs> and not try to define because you're just going to die right then. So to me, preparedness is about more than just prolonging your life. And you have to think about it that way. Because when that scenario comes, all these people who are him hawing around with their storable food. Well, if you, if you are not going to take a stand on whatever that, whatever that happens to be in that scenario, well then you're going to die and you're not prolonging your life. So it has to be more than that. Yeah. You yeah. understand what I'm yeah, saying? Uh, like, yeah, I think the preparedness yeah. thing should be preparing for every scenario and, and basically deciding what you're going to take a stand on and, and not. What, what you're going to lay down prone for? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, like, what well, you know, everybody, I, just, I can just, most people don't, won't take a stand on things that they think they'll take a stand when it literally comes time to die or keep living. Yeah, yeah. You just won't do it. And people think they'll do it. You think you'll do it on certain things. I think I'll do it. What, everybody, goes for everybody. Who knows what you're going to do when that, when that certain thing happens, mm -hmm. there's a mm -hmm. bunch of different things that can happen. Mm -hmm. And I think if you get so involved in prolonging your life, well, a, a, a way to prolong your life a lot of times is submission. But I don't know that that's, I mean, is that an honorable way to do mm. it? Is that what you want to do? Mm. Seems like a pretty rough thing to do. You know, um, I'm about to go into this here in just a second, but I had to say on, on the topic of, of uh reproducing in 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 huh. for the sake of the the human race i asked uh, uh well, what are you about to say i asked zanida today oh god i said zanida should brooke and i have children and zanida said hmm maybe <laughs> but not now <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Oh my god! And uh, and, uh, and and her her daughter was there too, and her daughter said, "Mom, did you really say that?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So I like Zanata even more now than I did. Because um, she's honest. Yeah, she said, eh. No, because she told him what he wanted to hear. <laughs> maybe, but not now. I think she said that because she realized how, how dirty our house gets. And she was like, <laughs> if these people can't even keep their house any cleaner than this, they probably shouldn't have children. <laughs> what, do y'all think y'all are supposed to have kids? Um, Brooke? I got to use the rest. I got to use the restroom real quick. What? Yeah. All right, you two, we're taking a break. We'll be back to answer this question in a minute. <laughs> well, no, Brooke, do you, do you think, I mean, is that something you think you're supposed to do? I don't know what I think about it. I, uh, I go back and forth. I mean, I think what, what Chad said, the Bible's pretty clear about it. And I can, I can kind of take what the Bible says just plainly, like you are supposed to have children. And I can be like, well, that was back then mm-hmm. when there was only a few people and now we're overpopulated and resources and, and like, I can kind of, you know, does that make sense? I can kind yeah. of draw it out and be like, nah, we yeah. don't like, it's not. What well, of course he just walked out of the room, but it seems like sometimes he thinks I can, he, he's like, well, maybe we, maybe you should have kids, but he just doesn't want to. Well, I point blank asked him, we were walking the other night. And he's never said it to me. And I said, do you think as a Christian, it's part of your walk that God intends you to have kids? And he said, yeah. And I was like, well, you've never told me that before. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what I think. Yeah. You can't deny it. You can't deny that it is, it is the Lord's created design and will for mankind to have children. Like you can't, I mean, I don't think you can deny that. But I guess the, yeah, I don't know. I mean, does that mean everybody's supposed to? Well, obviously not, because I know good Christian people who can't. Well, yeah, exactly. So there's, there's like, there is some purpose, or that could go back to when I get confused about like, is that just the fallen world we live in, or is that God's will Mm -hmm. for them? You know what I mean? Why would you not have kids? I mean, we all. Well, Blake's going to try to get you to. You I'm know, not trying I'm, to. I'm not. I'm just thinking, like, the other side, you say, why should we? Well, then ask, why Why shouldn't you? I mean, I have a lot of fear around just, I think, I think it's normal fear, but just, like, us being good parents and, you know, I've been through a lot with just my mental health and my drug addiction and, and there's a lot of stuff coming out that that's genetic, you know, that that can be handed down and. <laughs> I think I think I'm scared. I, I I would. I told Chad this the other day. The baby stage and the little kid stage. When I p- like f- picture that, I think like fondly of it. It's when I start getting into the years that I started to struggle really bad. When I go there with like a child that we would have, it terrifies me. Yeah the the main the main problem that we have is that in the culture that we live in. We allow the parents to raise the children, okay? Oh, here we go. The the, the uncle should raise the children. Well, like then you the, should like the pagan Native Americans. Yes, thank you. <laughs> that's where you're going. Per- it's a perfect example yeah, of what I was talking well, about. That's the where other he's day. going, but that's all, you're already skirting that responsibility. That's because Blake wouldn't let me raise his kids. <laughs> you sure you tried? Yeah, I wanted to do <laughs> Blake that. Blake said. <laughs> yeah, I I wanted to take when them. Somebody says they don't want kids. You don't let them raise your kids. I wanted to take my my nieces at birth and raise them because 
the uncle can raise the kids in a in a very that's ridiculous practical unemotional way. He can train them up in the ways of war. He <laughs> can build. He can create many warriors. Okay, when you allow the father and mother to raise the child, the child is coddled. It's coddled too much. Is this biblical? Wow. Oh, good grief! I I also think <laughs> I mean, the, just, just the, way. the reality, the foundation, that, Cherokee, well, maybe Cherokee it won't proverb work. twenty two thirty three. <laughs> maybe it won't work. Fo- I'm just thinking there might be something to the it. The foundation of us not having kids up to this point is selfishness. For me, that's just my truth. It's just like I don't want. I like to do what I want to do when I want to do it, and I haven't had the urge. To bring a kid into this world, so we haven't. Yeah, yeah. Um, back to our original question on preparedness. You're the one who's who like took it there. Well, yeah. I mean, that was just a, that was something that that was part of the discussion. That was part of the discussion. You know, I, I mentioned earlier. Well, he's in a good way today. He, yeah, you know how he said that, like he was aggravated with still I mean, having to talk about it. I mean, like, Lord, man, well, what do well. you want to talk about? Ask a daggum direct question. Let's get to it. We've been talking about preparedness the well, whole time. Well, you've had something teed up that you want to say, so tell me, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> no, this You're is right, Chili. I mean, Lord, Joe, what do you want to say? I want to <laughs> spit it out. This is true. The- international the pressure. <laughs> Good gosh, man. Uh, Thank you, Chili. Well, I, I made the comment just a little while ago that you made the the best video on preparedness and yeah, what why, people should do that do has so? ever been made. And I, I say that because the course of action that you presented is the only realistic course of action that 99.9% of people are going to have. Yeah. And that is why it's the most realistic video that has ever been made on prep, on being prepared. You think on responding to the collapse of the nation, the collapse of the country, the collapse of the world. Literally, I am not being I'm not exaggerating here. That will be the only course of action that 99.9% of people have to take, Can I, are able to yeah. take. Yes, go ahead, baby. You're saying that 99, is it 0.9? Yes. Is there 0.92? I'm saying there's, yeah, every everything but 0.1%. Okay, are going to, when stuff looks like, like they don't really have options and things have gotten that bad, they are going to strip down, go into their backyard or the wood, the wood, the woods, and yeah. lay face up. Eventually, yes. It might take them a few days to get to that point. See, but. nobody, the, the, the important point is 0% think they'll do that. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. You could, you could right. interview a 8 billion people and not <laughs> one, except for me, would tell you that's what they're going to do. Not yep. one. And guess how many will? Somewhere in the neighborhood of what Chad just said. Yep. And that's why I believe it is the most realistic video that's ever been created on your response to 
some type of emergency. Thank you. So okay. when you make your videos, you need to say, this is for the 0.1%. Yes, I will start putting that in there, okay? Who will actually do something. Yes. And most of you won't even, you know, your box will look like just a bunch of mess together, well, string and tape, and you won't even you know how to use it, but at least you'll do that. You're in the 0.1%. The 0.01%... When you That's start, who's going to take over the world with. When you start the video, just say, if you're watching this, turn it off now. <laughs> and then the ones that should actually stay around, the 0.01%, they'll keep watching it. You don't have to tell them to keep watching. They just go, You just say, hey, guys, thanks for tuning in. Go ahead and tune out. But, but turn th it off. Th this, is, this, is, uh, this, is the, this is true. All right? I mean, at, at least from what I've seen. So we like to imagine that and a lot of you guys listening uh, we like to imagine that especially in rural areas that like the country boy can survive like we like to imagine that there there are people maybe that can actually make it through some sort of catastrophic thing. Let me tell you, the majority of the population in the United States of America is, they are not just unprepared. They are woefully unprepared. Whoa. And they are and, and and what makes it worse is they are ignorant to the fact that they are woefully unprepared. Now, I see things differently than many of you. You know, I want to take a moment on this broadcast to thank broadcast to thank the US government. I want to thank the U.S. government for spending millions of dollars on my training because it is because of that training that I see things differently than many of you, most of you. And if you think you living in a rural environment with your, with your, you know, whatever you have, your bolt action or your AR-15 and your, your stockpile of ammunition, if you think that a country boy is going to survive, I'm sorry, buddy, but that only exists in a Hank Williams Jr. song. Most country boys are dependent on insulin to stay alive, so that's going to take them right yes. on out. If if I took Just think if they busted the dam, let let me tell you. <laughs> let me it, let, let me tell you. You're gonna be saying, "Daddy, don't you walk so fast <laughs> if they bust the dam?" If, if I took a sample of 100 individuals from Floyd County, any area, if I just took a random, a random draw of 100 individuals. I'm going to say that there would be at most two 
at apps at the absolute most two that were even physically capable of fighting, defending, or surviving. Okay? And out of those two, maybe a half would actually be semi-trained enough on that, the skills that they need to execute that. And that ain't even so that's usable. So that's a half a person. That half, ain't even a usable half person. Half of the two. Yes, that's a half a person. Oh, that'd be one. Yeah. So out of every so out of every two hundred people, you'd have two we would fit. We would have we would have, out of every two hundred people, we would have one capable person. Okay. Okay. Well, can we can we there. really quick like kind of say what we're talking about? Like, when, I know you said it before, but just for me, real quick and quick, like capable means physically fit, able to hunt able to like understands water filtration and how to not get sick and like so what i so i recently had a a instance yeah, you need to tell the story no i can't tell that but story I mean, because and, you know but but i i recently had an instance that made me aware of the level of incompetence yeah of my fellow man like i i believe i i think I think I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I'm guilty. I, I'm 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 pleading guilty right now. I was living under the guise that a country boy will survive. I was living under the guise that that until I I I had a a instance where I realized no. <laughs> No, it's it, 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 it's literally in this is this is an impossibility. Like if you took again, if if I took a sample size of a one hundred individuals from my local area, it would literally take me years of intensive training even to get them to a place where they were capable of a uh, just a baseline adding value to a team to a community who was actually capable of surviving fighting defending or achieving true independence it is astounding yeah it really is and and it's it's on it's on so many levels and i th i think the most astounding part of it is is people's is the individual's ignorance to it people don't actually they don't like i don't even think they can begin to comprehend if something bad happens here like what that entails it what it, does it entail that, that, why that, don't we talk that's about that's the it? thing people right now while it's easy they're not doing the things that they should be doing in order to have a chance if something happens. That, that's a huge problem, right? And that's on so many levels. It starts, the very beginning of it starts with your own personal health. Yeah. You know the old Chinese proverb said, a society that drinks Dr. Pepper will crumble that's an old chinese i proverb. like that that and, must have uh, been zing how well it was zing lung but wow. um, oh, zing lung but, zing. but 
Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say is, do you see how unhealthy people are? Even if people had the skills, no, I, I, no, they I, don't have the capability to use them, I, even if they had them. Yes, I, so I, no, I, I didn't, I didn't, I haven't been paying attention to that, like yeah. out in public, I haven't been. How? I, well, I mean, I knew. You call people fat all the time. Yeah, yeah, I, but, but like, I'm not, until I'm sit until I am actually saying, okay. Until I reached a point where I'm gonna say, okay, I want to, f- I want to be uh, a part of something, and and then and then I look around me in public and I say, okay, if I had everyone in this room right now down here at Doug's Deli, if I had everybody here in this room right now, all fifty people in this room, and this is what I had to work with, and I look around me and I realize that not a single one of them would be capable of even of even fighting in at all period like if they fell on the ground they couldn't get up like even without any gear on them <laughs> get life alert for like, yeah. I, like i'm not i'm not kidding you man that's what you got 911 for <laughs> yeah and, everybody had their life alert at the meeting the other day and got and look and then i'm thinking i'm thinking Okay, I'm in Doug's Deli. Here's my group here. Okay, they can't if they if they was to fall, they couldn't even get up. Like what what would happen if we actually had to fight and defend a piece of land? But but then I'm also thinking at the same time. Now, in the event of this catastrophic thing, what's going to happen when these individuals can't go to their local pharmacy? And collect the medicine that is keeping them alive. Their blood pressure is going to go up. They're dead. Their blood sugar. That goes for people on uh, the testosterone. Testosterone. Yeah, man. They're not going to die. They're just going to shrivel away. (laughs) Look, I got no issues with people doing testosterone replacement therapy. No, but but if you can't get it, you're going to look like me. I'm going to go ahead and tell you. It, it It would be the funniest thing on earth if if the the... If, if this funny. ever happened and and the pharmacy shut down, wouldn't be funny. You would see all of your favorite influencers deflate like a oh. balloon, son. <laughs> hey, you would see these cats go from somebody, and I'm talking about every last one of them. You don't. It know would that. look like somebody took the air out of a balloon. He does not know that. <laughs> I'm being, I'm being straight up with you, man. Like, like. Not you and me, though, because we already small. <laughs> How about that? I'm all natural. Look at this, son. Uh, Dang, boo. Hey, look. So it starts. You ask, you ask what, where, where, do you, where do you start? Well, no, I didn't ask where you start. I wanted to find what like, are the a things? short list of, like, yeah. Yes, okay. So the, the, the first one. Don't be on medication. Be healthy. The first one is your own individual you you should be you must be striving for your own individual excellence if you want to call it health um physical fitness like that is the you have to have that and that's also because there's people everybody's got people in their family you know the el- the elderly and the people who are on medication and all kinds of things that they can't help it's not even maybe a result of their bad yeah. lifestyle choice and you've got to take care of yourself and them yep so 
that's another thing. Okay, I'm writing this down. So the first one is your own personal health. Yep. Okay. That's that's the baseline. Okay. Chad, Chad ain't taking care of the elderly. Well, it, yeah, it I guess goes down. It just I guess what I just said. Dude, every he, man, he won't take out. care. Of, we've had multiple situations. No, no, hold on, we've had multiple situations where this life and death with me and him, and he runs. So, <laughs> so we know he ain't taking care of the elderly. There, there is a there is a purpose that the elderly would serve in this in the scenario. My mind's of, going of real catastrophe dark on this. Okay? So <laughs> it's going real bad. So here's the thing. If you are legitimately an elderly, okay, let's say 65 and older, okay, if you're 55 years old, you should still be fit enough to be effective as a fighter, okay? You might not be able to sprint as fast as me, but you should be me. able to be effective as a fighter at 55 years old. Let's say 65 and older you can still offer tremendous value. The problem is, you, 65-year-old, you're not interested in doing that. You're not interested in doing that. What What can that... Look, second thing here. Well, I don't get the is this, first Are one. we still on the list? First, first not one... Not interested in doing what? You're, you're, not, you're not interested in adding the value that you can add. Which is what? I think there's. I'm the going into this. Oh, there's the a second lot of value. Well, I'm let's going stop into. Stop talking about this in the future tense. Like, <laughs> let's talk about this. Should be. I mean, really, you should be doing this now, not not exactly. for this preparedness. Okay. Well, it's so that you can live a good life now. I, 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 I prepped that in the <laughs> on the front mess. end of the podcast. Well, I prepped I, that. My, my, for some reason, my mind is still like you should be doing this so that in the future, if. If we get hit with something, you're prepared to serve and fight. Yeah. It yeah. shouldn't yep. be for we that. We hit a flood or something. Okay, yeah. so number yep. two is... Number two... This is how to not be a fat. Every Everybody wants to... You know, everybody wants to know, well, how much food store should I have? Look, you're not, you're, you're not thinking about this right, man. The question is... The question is... For my, the question for me to you right now is, do you have a garden? And if the answer is no, I'm going to ask you now, why do you not have a garden? And the answer is, because you don't want to. You're too lazy to tend it. I want to ask you, do you have chickens? If the answer is no, I don't have chickens, well, probably... The reason is because you're lazy and you don't want to tend to chickens. Um, see, this goes back to the point I'm making. You're not doing the things right now that you should be doing. So you're freaking screwed. So, all right, so look, guys, does your life look like mine or not? And if it don't, I don't know what's wrong with that's, you. That's exactly right. What? This is because we <laughs> make the effort. <laughs> because we, <clears throat> we have decided to make the effort. So you're asking me, oh, I'm, I'm old. I can't, <clears throat> I can't be used in, in, in any manner of defense. Or, Well, look, man, learn how to keep chickens. So, learn how to grow a garden. So number Learn how to bake bread. 
Number two could be acquiring skills. Like like foraging would be a great one to learn how that we haven't learned how to do that I want to. Like foraging in your area or gardening or lo- raising livestock or so like acquiring skills. Yeah. Can now that let's be just number be two? honest. All this stuff that y'all got, y'all wouldn't have it if it wasn't for Brooke. You wouldn't be out there tending no garden and chickens. Well, that's because he can't tend that's the because I or that, the garden. He's not capable. That's because of it. I you're the take my responsibility as the fighter. Yeah, you're the and warrior. Brooke takes her responsibility as the the individual who is going to ensure that the fighter yeah. is fed. Yeah, what do you do? Put a warrior in a garden? Yeah, exactly. No. Ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, thank you for pointing that out, Blake. That's yeah. why this so takes you, a team. Yep, and you need so if you don't have a woman that does that, you get better start doing it or find you one, Chili. Yeah, that's true. Oh. No, Chili ain't got garden or chickens. No, Chili's going the route of the ninety nine point nine percent. Oh yeah, we're he's talking already one percent. Yeah, we're here. talking about the point one percent. Okay, here. so number one is your own personal health. Number two is acquiring skills that can help bring you food or sustenance or. Yeah, I mean, yeah. can we just say that? Yeah, quit quit worrying about stocking up your frozen food. That is stupid. Well, the freezer's going to go out. Stock up your dab bum. Learn how to keep chickens. Learn how to grow a garden. Get some livestock if you can. Okay, you, you see, and the point is... All of this is for the preservation of humanity, right? Yes. <laughs> and y'all don't have any kids. <laughs> that's oh. that's that's one Wait, thing you could don't, do. Don't get him off track. Charlie. Well, no, that's one thing you could do. You're We're, so interested in the preservation. I mean, I don't care if you have kids, but now it's coming back around. Well, we you might, should have. We you might should, do that. You should have little warriors. Aunt B's been listening to a podcast on. You should have little warriors and gardeners. This man. is the most sporadic, spastic <laughs> podcast we have done in weeks. Aunt B's been listening to a darn podcast on fertility. Mm. <laughs> so. Uh-oh. Yeah. Dang. She uh, knows about it, man. It, it, I listened to every Andrew Huberman. I listened to the episode last week about men's sexual health. Oof. So it doesn't mean anything if I'm listening Filthy. to and one. And fertility. <laughs> and those kind of go hand in hand. It's because he, it's what he released. I listened to all of his episodes. Well, I'll say this, man. You, you got to be consistent with all your teachings here. We're making a you know? list. You're, presum- you're presuming a lot of things about these people. You're calling them fat and lazy and saying they ain't got chickens because they're lazy. I mean, <laughs> you're presuming a lot of stuff, but then you're going to have to back it up. You know, you're going to have to know how to do all that stuff and have your kids. Oh, I know how to do it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, you just can't remember to let the chickens out. Well, tell out. them what, what's next then. Yeah, what's the third one? And if you are oh, God. a fighting age male, and we're going to call a fighting age male a wampus 60 or less age 60 or less all the way down to zero (laughs) (laughs) age 60 to 13 okay if you are a if you are a fighting age male your concept of what it would actually take to to defend what you do have is completely skewed from reality. Like if if I took you out and ran you through just one single patrol to contact and made you either flank perform a flanking maneuver or break contact, it would probably kill you. 
simply simply the movement aspect would probably kill you. And you would probably end up killing the man to the right and left of you <laughs> also because you don't know how to handle yourself or your weapon. See, a country boy can survive. People act like because they've been deer hunting all their lives or because they've been they can shoot a dove or because they have their granddaddy's guns they act like that means anything it don't mean nothing like you you have you have literally no concept so number 3 if you're a fighting age male you should seek training to give you a basic understanding of weapons and tactics. You should do that. Understanding. Why shouldn't everybody do that? Because not everybody's going to be a fighter. Why shouldn't everyone have a basic understanding? Just like the fighters should have a basic understanding of chickens and gardening in case their wife gets killed. Well, I'm trying not to make it too hard on people. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I, I feel that. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying not to make it too hard on people. Okay, so uh, your own personal health, acquiring skills to make food or attain food. And then the third is if you're a fighting age, um, acquire a basic understanding of weapons and how to use them. And tactics. Weapons and tactics. Yep. All right, what's next? The last one is, and I, I, I don't know why people aren't doing this, but we should be nationally making an effort to band together within our own communities. We should be making an effort to do that. It sounds freaking silly. It sounds silly, but it is how people lived for all of, all of time before technology was invented. Technology has given us the ability to completely throw off any sort of community, any sort of alliance, any sort of um, mutual support, we can all live as our own little individual entities. And we, th we think that's going to work. That don't work. See, if, if something bad happens and you don't at least have some sort of plan, you're not going to put together a plan after the bad thing happens that's going to be effective, all right? Because your window to respond to the bad thing is very, very short. So unless you have some sort of plan in place, unless you have some sort of something built within your very local, I'm talking localized, I'm talking your neighborhood, your street, your immediate surroundings, unless you have something in place 
some relationship in place, some com- some communication with the people immediately around you, and you have some sort of loose plan in the event of an emergency, you're freaking screwed, man. But nobody does this anymore, man. What, man? Why don't people do this? What build a community? Yeah, why don't why plan? why have we cast that off? Is is it because there's no? Be, is it because of a lack of necessity? I think I think the social media is a ploy by the government to keep us separate because I think exactly what you said. I think it's it just makes it where we it fulfills that need in us for community, but it's artificial. It's not real. Look, man. Yeah, people are would rather go through the self checkout line than they would the the cash register person line because they don't want to interact with people you think they're going to go out trying to build a community right when they can go down to the grocery store and buy them a sack of taters and go through the line and keep their head in their phone the whole time and get in their truck and go home and i mean they ain't trying to build no community that's the farthest thing from their mind yeah Yeah, you're right blake you're right it's 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 there's just at the moment there's no necessity for it but when there is when that necessity does exist, unless you have done that on the front end, and it doesn't have to be perfect, it just has to be some level of effort. That's better than nothing. And unless you've done that on the front end, you're screwed, man. Um, yeah, you know, I think that that is a... Uh, it's strange to think about, but that is probably... One of the biggest reasons why we are more vulnerable and weaker than we have ever been here in the United States is because if you think about a hundred years ago, if you lived where we lived, you had to know and depend upon the relationships that you built within your own local community. Like you had to know people. You had to interact with them. You depended on one another. Mm-hmm. And that that whole construct of local community and, and those types of relationships and that type of communication has completely collapsed. And it's left us in a state where where we are now incapable of actually mounting any sort of defense against any catastrophe whatsoever. Or coming together to provide food for your community or knowing yeah. who has what and who has what skills and what can, what can each person contribute to the to the group. Yep. I mean, but what's the good thing in all this? The good thing in all this is that communities collapsed. We're fat, we're <laughs> sick, we're unskilled. We don't want to do the things that we need to do right now in order to be prepared. Even though it's really easy to do right now, we don't want to do it. I think I know the answer to this. The good thing is our government is getting bigger by the day. Oh no, that's not and what I and they 
are at a size right now that no matter what happens, they will come and save you. <laughs> Your government is going to come and save you. But see, I don't, I, I've always thought about this. I feel like it's so funny that we just keep talking about the collapse of like civilization. But if stuff hit the fan, I don't see, like, I think when some people picture it from what they say, they like picture all these people in the White House and like in Washington still like controlling and doing and, you know, all those folks are running home to their families when stuff gets weird and they're going to try to hunker down just like everybody else. So who's going to be the government when there's an EMP and everything shuts down and oh, everybody no, starts- they're not going to run. They're going to, they're going to use their, they, who's they, the, what the, person the, is going to stay when their, their kids and their wife are the at The government's going to capitalize on any catastrophe in order to take more control. But answer my question. Who is the individuals that when the, the like things are getting scary and dangerous, who's going to stay in their office at the white house so they can communicate? The people who want more power. Well, I yeah. guess there is a chance that there are people that evil that would not care about their family. Oh, that's not that just a chance. Just, that is that is a reality. I don't. I don't. I think they'll all go running home, just like everybody else would. No, they won't. Okay. They're gonna come and save you. What, why right? are you throwing your hands around? Why don't you say something instead of just like flailing? Nothing's gonna happen like that. The whole point is, is it doesn't ever get to the crap hitting the fan because then they would lose the control that they have. Everything is orchestrated to the point to where they do come and save you if some little thing does happen. Yep. No, no big scale thing is going to happen. Everyone's waiting for whatever the crap you just said, EMP and CMP and DMP, DS, <laughs> diddly. I mean, it don't. It, it's not going to happen. If that happens, then they lose control. Nothing will ever happen that's completely out of their control. Because then that would weaken them. What, they can't stop another superpower from mounting some kind of attack on Do this country. Do you think these countries like China and the U.S. are actually at odds? And Russia? Yeah. Because they're not. Oh, they're not this, at all. This is about to get deep. Well, no, they're not Why at all. Why are you shaking your head? He's they're not, right. They're not at all. If you th- any, any manufactured conflict, you think, is, is not real. The U.S. and China don't. They're not at odds with each other. They don't sit in Congress and talk about what are we going to do when the yen gets to, uh, starts to starts to be more valued than the dollar and the dollar collapses and then China comes and takes over. Their military is getting really big and what are we going to do? And China has nano robots and CRISPR technology that, that we don't know about. And they've sent in drones over here in a hot air balloon. Look, we know about all of it. Nothing's catching us by surprise. We're not doing nothing to them that's catching them by surprise. It's already a one world. It's already functioning as a one world government. We act like that's happening. It's already functioning that way. We just still have the divisions. The UN, everything's already together. It's it already functions that way. The United Nations. You look confused, Brooke. Well, I'm hearing Chad's playing something oh. over the audio. I'm sorry. Continue on. Chilling. Okay. Well, so <laughs> some, some chick started talking in my ear. I don't know what's happening. Well, look. The, the 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 fact of the matter is nobody everybody fantasizes about what's coming what's coming what what scenario will it be it's kind of fun <laughs> there ain't that many options you you can look and know exactly what it's going to be because 
You have to have the prerequisite prerequisite knowledge that nobody has any plans, nobody's prepared, and the governments of this world, of this globe, (laughs) wink, wink, globe, all work together. (laughs) They all work together on some level. Yep. And you think the governments are in control more so than the elite factions of people that run the banks and run everything else that actually... So run the financial decisions that ha- actually impact people's lives. So in the no past, collapse is happening. In the past, by the way, you know how you think <laughs> currencies collapse? People think currencies collapse. They're all worried about the dollar collapse. Please enlighten us. And you know George Soros. Everyone loves to talk about George Soros. Yeah. And George Soros is a currency speculator, and he tried to crash the pound, and he didn't crash it in England. And I, yeah, 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 yeah. And then the, the the European Union happened, and then Brexit You're and everything. Stressing me out. Look, 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 look. Currencies don't collapse how people think they collapse. The dollar ain't going nowhere. There's no need for the dollar to go anywhere. Everyone's so worried about cryptocurrency. Everybody who thinks cryptocurrency and the blockchain's going to save you, you're a daggum idiot. It ain't going to do nothing. Yeah, I agree with that. That Bitcoin. technology, oh, encryption, oh, it's great. Yeah, it's great. If they, if the government didn't control it, you dummies, who you think controls it, man? Bitcoin ain't saving nothing. Anyway, the dollar idiots is not going to collapse. The yen is not going to collapse. No, keep going. Currencies don't collapse how people think they do. We have a Federal Reserve in America, okay? They can keep that thing from collapsing as long as they want to. The whole global governments, all all of the governments in the world work together on currencies. They're not at odds. Do you understand that? Yes, but I have a question. Okay. So, in the past... There have been war wars where it has been very evident, or it seems evident, that countries do want to inflict harm on other countries. When did that change? How long do you think the U.S. knew what Germany was doing before they acted? I don't want to speculate on that. Many, many years. You're telling me that you believe... That the U.S. knew about concentration camps oh, yeah. and the Jews oh, yeah. and the war. The whole world knew the, about it. How, how are you, where are you getting this information from? Oh, I know that. I, you, you, can, you can read uh, literature until your eyes are black about how then they. Why did we, t- why did we. Of course, we you ex- got to question history, you know, everything you read. Yeah, but, but I'm saying they, they knew about it. And they, they every, all of that stuff is, is, is very well cooperated for Going way back. So you're saying, are you, this is deep. This is deep. Well, then why did we ever enter in to stop it? Oh, if that because was the case? It, it stands to it stands to make stands to make some people a lot of money. So you're telling me that all the superpowers of the world have been in league together for forever. Or you're saying once they get to a certain size, they join the club? Well, every country cooperates. And, and, and every country, if when you say their figureheads cooperate together, they're, yeah, they're run by you know presidents and leaders and figureheads, but they, they are being run by the people who run the monies, the monies of the world. And that's what drives everything. Do you- that's what drives war. That's what drives the military... Industrial complex. So right? that's why you go to war so for money. Saying, they wouldn't go to war. So all wars are just a facade. Pretty much. There's not a real conflict between two countries. It is just. I mean, yeah, Israel and Palestine an hate each other going back to the beginning of time. 
So are they not? So they're not part of what we're but talking about. Look who's they're not look part who's of sending, the global. Look who's sending weapons to those to those two entities right now. Iran. Iran yeah. and Russia back Hamas, right? And we back Israel. Yeah. The Iron Dome, who paid for that? So are you saying that we're facilitating that war for what reason? Money. It also it also continues to assert American hegemony over the entire world. What the crap is hegemony? We 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 by by being involved in these conflicts and funding the wars, we we maintain well, not when I say we, I mean, but the U.S. and the entities that run the U.S. and the rest of the world, they maintain the power over those regions. So let me ask you this. Is there a chance that for the cause of faking a war that someone... Well, it's not a fake war. It's a very real war. Someone like Russia could still use a weapon of mass destruction like an EMP or a nuclear bomb on the United States... Just because, like, like you're saying, even because of a global agenda, because it fits something that they're trying to do. That would be do. the only way that that happens. But it's possible. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess you wouldn't say anything. Nothing's impossible. But you're saying it's very unlikely. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen. I don't know if I believe all this Chili's saying. I yeah. think there's truth in some of it, but I, I'm not educated enough. I, 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 I have to believe it because it, it fits the biblical narrative it mm. fits the biblical narrative um you know i always go back to saying that the times that we live in are so unique because of technology and the global connectedness of the earth, and it reminds me of a, a a scripture here that I've always thought was interesting in the book of Daniel, and this is an angel speaking to Daniel. Um, what is the verse here? I think this is Daniel twelve, verse four, uh, the King James version. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book. So this is after Daniel had been delivered a prophetic message. The angel says, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end, when many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. And that is, in my mind, the interesting thing about the times that we live in is we are in my mind, seeing a fulfillment of this specific verse, uh, many will want, will run to and fro, and knowledge will be increased. And we know that the biblical narrative delivered to us by the creator of the universe tells us that the, the age will culminate in a in the presence of a one world global government that that verse is very vague though like you could take that and and you could spin a lot of stuff with that verse like it could mean a lot of things i see what you're saying i could see how it could mean what you're saying but i think it could mean a lot of things close it up till the time of the end where many will go to and fro, and knowledge will increase. What's the to and fro mean? I think it means global connectedness. Yeah, 
and the increasing of knowledge has been happening for decades now and has been exploding for decades now. But decades are when you talk about decades, that's a rel that's a, not relatively. It is it is a very very small amount of time. Yeah. Versus uh, looking back to all of known you know over the course of known history. But um, we know if we believe in God's word that the the at the end of the age there will be. A one-world connected government. Do you do you think they'll ever be upfront about that, or they'll yes. always? Yes, according okay. to the biblical narrative, yes, it will be very blatantly obvious. It won't be like like what it is now, like you're saying, Chile, like kind of on the down low. It'll be like a talked about thing that we're going to yeah, all I don't think unite. It's not hidden now, but yeah, it, it 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 has up to this point increasingly become more more seen and out in the open or whatever however you'd want to say it revealed but but yeah i mean the the point is people are very confused about geopolitics and foreign affairs and foreign wars and this country's allied with this country that's a facade every country is there's really no nationalism anymore on on federal levels. That, that's a that, that's a huge thing. There's, that, that's there's a, none. I don't even mean in the citizenry. I mean in the on the federal level. So when I leaders look, of countries. Well, yeah. When I look at the the erosion of, I'll speak just for America. When I look at the erosion of our own pride in our nation, our own nationalism. When I, and, and that erosion is very, very prevalent. Uh, the American people have overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly totally lost faith in the leadership, the structure of the government, uh, all of that. And, and we, we no longer have, have the same identity as American citizens as we had even 15, 20 years ago. But I look at that through a biblical lens because the erosion of nationalism, it's a huge step in the direction of a global government. Well, and, and I'm not even talking about the citizens because it starts from the top. The, the leaders of countries, it doesn't make yeah. any sense to act in the interest of any entity other than the country that you're governing yet in America and leaders all across the world, the globe, wink, wink. Um, they don't, people are often confused about how the decisions they make and the moves that they make and the countries that they seemingly align with and who they send money to. And, and it's because people go, well, they're not acting in the interest of their country. That doesn't make any sense to me. Well, no, it makes sense because the nationalism has eroded on every level, including the top, to where they're not operating. They're don't. They're not making that decision in error, attempting to benefit their nation. They're making it because it's what they intend to do to benefit this separate entity that is the global connectedness. Yep, that's what they're doing. I mean, it goes back to why people think you know people say the people that run the world are stupid. They're clearly stupid idiots. No, they're not. You think they're stupid because you think they're trying to do something that they're not trying to do. Mm -hmm. You're not aware of what they're going for. 
they're achieving what they're going for very well. Do you think the people that run the world are the faces that we see that well, supposedly? No, no. no. It's people behind those people. I mean, you can name some of the names, and we've done it on this podcast to a level, but, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's it, the, the people that you see have bought in to what they're being told to do. By, like I said, I mean, it's the people who own the financial systems of you the world. You mean to tell me you don't think Joe Biden runs <laughs> America? Well, I think Joe does. I mean, okay. I was just kind of needed to clear yeah, that of up. Of course Joe does. Yeah. I mean, somebody yeah. with that yeah. intellect, Yeah, it'd be hard to dupe him. Well, that or he's just such a good speaker, he's got us duped. But. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is what they generally look for, is someone that will, you know. Oh, my god, Can talk. Can talk. Can get the public moved worked up a good right. speaker yeah. yeah 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 it's good to have a good speaker you know in in the position of authority but that's why everyone talks about the 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 political pendulum in in the US and other countries it seems to always swing back and forth there's a clear divide in across all nations of a one side and a and another side a left side and a right side and the the political Governance seems to always swing back and forth, back and forth. And wouldn't it be designed that way to ensure the public keeps moving along, just kind of right in the middle, and and the people who currently control power never lose it? I mean, wouldn't it be designed that way that you that you satisfied, you know, you never got one side too upset, you never got one side with too much power in this area and it just well, it also ensures internal conflict well obviously that but yeah. that but that, that internal conflict is how you don't get one side exactly. more powered over the other so yeah i mean that's just playing a big balancing act in there yeah that's all it is so yes chile is right um i would again say that. again that's a strong you know, I, I think that this whole portion of our conversation just continues to prove that your video on preparedness, Chili, is the number one most realistic video on preparedness that has ever been produced and released to the public. Well, I've been telling you. A yep. bunch of people are asking where to find... It's on YouTube, right? And it's called, like... When crap, what to do when crap hits the fan? Is that what it's called? Yeah, <laughs> something like yeah. that. YouTube probably suppressed that video. It was so good. <laughs> I'm sure it was suppressed. Well, um, it's on the three of seven YouTube. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean that's uh, either that or become a lizard and um, infect your politics. Yeah, just become a just become a lizard. Yeah, go to your school board meetings. Yeah, just become a lizard and work your way up from local official to state representative to national representative and then you know maybe you'll be in the club that way you don't have to prepare i still didn't get my question answered at this very beginning of this conversation about what is the significance or purpose of being nude rather than clothed or just like keeping your underwear on oh no 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 that's an integral integral part of it because you want to become the earth and in, in, in any clothing any textiles will inhibit that process you want to become the earth yeah this is mac we're going for maximal absorption here dust to <laughs> dust man yeah don't want to leave litter behind that's no. what it is no no coffin no 
box, no clothing. Okay. Raw and real. Okay. So, okay. Dust to dust, man. <laughs> well, tech guy, we hadn't heard from you in a while. Uh, <laughs> what? all too superficial for me. <laughs> well, well, what's the conclusion, tech guy? Well, I think that... Uh, that you should take care of your body, that it should be in shape because it's a reflection of uh, the person that you are, and that's something that God gave you, so you should use it well. I think you should be uh, you should be trained up and be able to protect yourself and your family because love always protects. And so, yeah, I think those things are biblical and they're good to do, but I don't think you should go crazy with them and, and uh, spend this life thinking about what, won't happen but you think will happen years down the road uh so you should just do those things because they're right and if you need to use the skills you learned or the physical uh, ability that you've built then you can use it and if not then that's okay you've got them that's what i think that's a that's my summation of this hour and 48 minute podcast well, that's a good that's a g- really good conclusion because you know this uh this last part of our conversation i think has just probably left a lot of people very hopeless you know why would that leave you hopeless though that's what i've always wondered what about it would leave you hopeless did you have hope that your squalor life on this earth would remain <laughs> the same i mean is that what the hope was for i don't understand i think people have a hope that they that somehow america will be free and the greatest country on earth for the rest of time and the world will remain exactly like it is and everyone will just be happy and that's what they're hoping for well i don't know what to tell you that's that's not that's why would you ever think that that was going to happen and why do you think that the state of the earth now is desirable the state of things now is not desirable you're i mean I think people they just they they just don't want anything to change. They, they I think they think their life looks good now. They ignore what anybody else may be going through and they say, "Well, it just needs to stay just like this and I hope nothing changes." Well, this world is clearly coming to an end. I I don't know what, you know, you don't know what it'll look like when it'll happen, but it's coming to an end. So so if you hope that this continues, I mean, it's not. It's a pretty sad hope, isn't it? It was not going to happen. Yeah. Well, and, the only and, thing and, you can do to preserve, do be better than you are now is go buy a Tree Liberty shirt. Oh, my Lord, Blake. <laughs> if you wear that, that shirt. Shameless. If you wear that shirt, <laughs> somebody just put it in there, they just got it. So well, that great. makes them more prepared. Well, great. You know what I mean? <laughs> that puts death to tyrants. Well, that was shameless, Blake. Oh. <laughs> That's the only thing make you more. I prepared. do love the Tree of Liberty shirt. I, I drew that. I, that's a representation of my own very intelligent mind, and I'm going to explain oh, that and artistic I, capability. Yeah, and gonna, I will say we've got uh, we've got quite a lot of them, but uh, they <laughs> they may never come back again. So you better buy them quick. Didn't, Is that the last run of those? Yeah. Yep, that's it. We got a, we got a boat. Chili's real hesitant to talk anything about merchandise. He doesn't want to be in the dungeon today. He really, yeah. He 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 really, man. When we released that Tree of Liberty shirt, Chili was in the dungeon for like two straight weeks. I because people went out and bought the bought every last one of them, 
and it really, really put a hurting on him. I didn't realize how much people genuinely want you packing orders in a dungeon. And the other day, I was getting together with Kelsey, and she pulled up, and she got out, and she had a Truck Talk shirt on. And I was like, where'd you get that? And she said, I ordered it. And I was like, why didn't you let me know? I just brought yeah. you one. And she said, oh, I, I wanted Chili to pack the order. She really did. She, she wanted she, you to be in the dungeon. Well, that's she unbelievable. paid full so, price for it. Well, that's, just, well, tell her to never do that. <laughs> so, but, yeah, next time if Kelsey wants a shirt, we can just say, okay, let us know what you want, and we'll make sure Chili goes in the dungeon, packs the shirt, and then we'll deliver it to you. <laughs> you know, that dungeon air has been going to everybody's house. Wait, what? In oh. those packages? That's true. That's why they want it. They want that dungeon air. He's I, got black mold in there. I you walked better be in, careful. Why do you think I have this? I walked in Chili's dungeon the other day, and he had um, <sighs> he had balloons in there and a fire hydrant. And, and some uh, plastic trash bags. Yeah, he had some plastic trash well, bags. Well, you saw what it actually looks like for the first time. Yeah. I, yeah I, it, I, it's ridiculous. I do not... I have no idea why he had balloons and a fire hydrant in this little dungeon. Well, the fire hydrant's in case the printer overheats, and the balloon is because, <laughs> and the balloon is because I like ambiance. All right. He in the dungeon. He literally just he has a space that's big enough for him to kneel down on the floor and pack these orders for you guys. No knee pads. No, I raw dog in it. That's what I was wondering. That's what maybe that's what the balloons were for. Maybe he like put them under his knees or oh, something. That's or a stretch, boo. Yeah, I didn't know, but it was it was really weird what was going on in that. I just kind of peeked in, and when I saw how weird it was, I just closed the door and left. <laughs> so it's basically like working on your hands and knees in a field, picking <laughs> strawberries or something. Except I'm I, I'm in a I'm in a dusty closet. <laughs> That's the difference. Oh my goodness! So well, we had some super chats here. <laughs> well, well read I, them, boy. I, I wanted you know. I wanted to tell people. Uh-oh. Uh oh. You thought you closed that one? I wanted to tell people too. If people got any good questions, just read them off to me here. In a he tries every episode. You, you guys, uh, you guys can monitor that over there on your end if you want. But um, I wanted to tell people, you know. Chili, I, I, I loved it that he said, what are you hoping for? Even the, even the situation that we have right now is, is not desirable. What do you, I wanted to tell you, yes, I still, I still believe in life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. I believe you should be healthy, fit, skilled, trained, prepared. I believe you should do all these things, uh, just like Blake said, because they are the right things to do. But I have come to the conclusion that the only thing that I can hope for in this life is the promise that Jesus Christ made to us. And Jesus said a really weird thing one time, and it's recorded in Scripture. He said... Jesus said, those who lose their life for my sake will find it. And those who cling to their life on this earth will lose it. And so that is, 
that is, to me, the ultimate freedom, the ultimate preparation, the ultimate sense of liberty is to is to place your hope and your eternal life in Christ. And I would ask you to consider that. And if you don't know who Jesus Christ is, I would ask you to just go and read his words and go and read about him and, the, and study the things that he said. And you will find great peace and hope in those things. So I encourage you to do that. Well, that's exactly why Blake said what he said, because people are losing their life as we speak because they're afraid to lose their life yep. in the end. Yep. That's why he said what it, he said. Is it not wild that Jesus said that, though? Those who lose their life for my sake will find it. Me and Brooke read that the other night. And I think you even asked me, Boo, you were like, what did he mean by that? Yeah. Well, I've such always... Such a radical thing, but it makes I, so much sense. I've always thought, until me and you talked about it, and it changed my mind, that he was talking about disciples giving up their lives for, like, the gospel. Yeah. Like, you know, being killed. And that's yeah. always what I thought that verse meant. And then we talked about it, and I was like, oh. Well, yeah, what does lose your life in that in that context mean? Well, it really means death to self, right? Yeah. Yep. That's cool. Yep. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, yeah. The Bible is a unbelievable book. So, what do we got? I'm. Uh, this is gonna be a new, new way of doing things here. I've got some questions for you, and you're only allowed one sentence to answer per question. That's good. <laughs> Blake, I, I, like they, well, I tell you what, they must be good questions. You do a Q and A like we've done in the past. That's how we should do those too. <laughs> Hollison five ten C with magnifier, good for AK. Cricket. You want Cricket. me to answer that? Cricket. That's Chad. Cricket. <laughs> Good for AK? That's the question? Yeah. Good for AK question mark? Uh-huh. I don't even know what the crap that means, Is dude. it good for an AK-47? Is for AK? Yeah. What is Read what? Is, 510C. Oh, I thought that was the dude's Instagram, or uh, oh. I thought that was the dude's mm-hmm. YouTube handle. No, Matt. Wait. Wow. He's asking if a Holoson 510C with a magnifier is good for his AK-47. Yeah, that'll be fine. I mean, I... I uh, no, that's it. That'll be fine. Good. <laughs> good. There you go, Matt. That's good. He cannot uh, Mike Scott think. wants to know, when are you going to bring home a trophy? Never. Um, <laughs> Larry Bird wants to know, I'm going to let Chili answer this in one question. How many miles should the average male run in the week? This is going to be hard for you, but one, one sentence. Between zero and 250. Okay, there you go. Oh, my God. Um, good right. range. How long Probably is Chili's second toe? How long is Chili's second toe? These Four inches. Four no, no. If okay. you had, you, you'd ha- here's my one sentence answer. You'd have to pay many millions of dollars to ever find that out and um, see that. You already said it. Uh, pro- okay. it's, that's uh, approximate. Yeah, he just. Yeah. You know what they say about guys with long toes? Those are. Uh, oh, you are d- filled this podcast with debauchery, and I won't stand for it. <laughs> So I'm going to read off the super chats here. We had some. Eric Logan gave $10. The ghost you, of Jeff Gray. What? Gave that's his name? $20. Uh, 
Dang, he said, got- love the new podcast studio. Thanks for all the truck talks. Y'all stay safe. Much love from California. I appreciate that, man. I didn't know we have ghosts to listen to this. Yeah. Doug Kreitzer gave $10. Said, good Thank stuff. You, Doug. Thanks. KP1 gave $15. Said, chili. Proverbs answers a lot of questions. Proverbs 22.3. A prudent man foresees the difficulties ahead and prepares for them. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. Huh. I'll take note of that. Thank you, KP. Ooh. Larry Medina, he said, gave $2, said, address the ear tuckers. Uh, Garrick, I don't, I'm thinking maybe this is Garrick from That's the- That's a truck talk. The- uh, Rob course. The Rob course. He said, <laughs> Brother Chili. He gave 20 bucks. Said, Good Brother Chili, Garrick. I can lend you the Porsche to take your date to Bojangles. Ooh. Do it. Oh, oh my son. Garrick. Yep. That's a little Dang. extravagant. That's that, a nice Porsche, too, man. Yeah, well, that's a little extravagant. I wouldn't be comfortable. I might mess it up. Matt gave two ninety nine. said, next time. Thank you, Matt. Yep. Next time. Travis next time. Van Ness, he's on here again. Every time, 20 bucks. He Golly. said, missed resurrected 110. Grief. I was hosting a Brooke Robertson po- uh, concert. Ooh, I bet that was no good. No kidding, oh, yeah. man. Yep. Travis is always out hunting. Cool, cool. Oh, yeah, I've seen his uh, knee raises. Yeah. He Travis, gets them in. He's steady out hunting, man. Yeah. I'm looking for you to kill a nice buck, Travis. If you need me to come out there and hang <laughs> your stand for you, man, just let me oh, know. That service, is, uh, that service is open to the public now. It's not on the website, but, uh, you know, it's not cheap. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, think about if you were going to go to a, a hunting lodge and you wanted to kill a real trophy buck, Blake. I mean, that's going to cost you twenty or $30,000. So don't get, don't get on this that all hunting thing. That was all of them. Well, thank you, everybody. Yeah, uh, signing yeah, off. Thanks. Thank you, Enough guys. <laughs> well, all of you guys have pretty much gave me a headache today. You've given, you are the one that brought the spastic energy to this podcast. It Sign was us all off in you. one sentence. It, <laughs> oh, oh, he can't do that. Did anybody listen to this podcast on YouTube while we were doing it? We'll have to see when it's over. I can't tell you right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we love you guys. We appreciate you tuning in. It's always fun. Thank you for being here, Biscuit. Um, Why are you only thinking me? We got some special guests coming up for you guys soon, so... uh Keep tuning in, and we'll keep coming. Love you guys. Enough said.